All right, welcome back to the Equine Connection Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Danny Mogal, a amazing event writer. This story is, is it's just, I'm so excited to cover this and, and talk to Danny about her writing career. But first, welcome, Danny. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I love reading the history of your career. I mean, you started show jumping in Mexico City when when you were young, like most of us. We, you know, we start writing when we're young. Yeah. And your career has just taken off. I mean, just taken off. And now you're living in in the United States. Um, So instead of me telling your backstory, can you can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, you know, and and where your writing career started and where it's going? Yes, of course. Um, Like. I know I don't know why is that I started writing. It's very funny. It's like I guess I guess it was in my blood. My grandparents from my mother's side, they both always loved horses, but it was not like their career or anything. And um, so when I was a kid, instead of playing with dolls or wanting candies for Christmas, I always wanted a pony. So it was like always that. <laughs> and uh, finally, one day in primary school. I made a friend that she said to me, come and come and have a dinner at my house, but we'll have to stop by to my writing lesson first. I was like, Woo! yeah, perfect. And I think I was six or seven years old and I went, I saw her writing. I cried to my mom that that's what I wanted to do. I entered writing lessons and probably she kept writing with me two or three more lessons and that was it. But mm-hmm. I stay. So horses have always been my passion, I guess. I remember when I was in high school, my friends were always, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I want to ride horses. That's what I want to do. <laughs> so, um, yes, so I started as a, jump- as a jumper in Mexico. Mexico, it's well known for um, jumping. You have great, great uh, team. And the- I mean, Mexico is really good at show jumping. Um, and I liked it, but I remember one time I went to a show jumping show and I think I went to the bathroom or the office or something. And I saw this big poster of a woman jumping into the water. I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I asked my trainer in that moment, like, can we do this? Can we do this? Because it was like the announcement of uh, like the invitation for a show. So we went. <laughs> Poor guy, he had no idea what he was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, um, and yeah, we went and I fell in love with the sport. And actually, Mexico has had a um, small group of, of civilians who wanted to improve the eventing in Mexico because, as in the like in the old days, um, Mexico has military doing mm-hmm. the sport, basically men. Um, so in Mexico, military and men are the ones that have the sport. So this small group of civilians tried to bring it to life. Um, and that's how I started. Um, I remember I say the, the poster the, that I like of the lady jumping into water and um, turned out that it was Karen O'Connor. Yes. And it's, it's really funny because she ended up like turning into my my hero, you know, because mm-hmm. she was the reason I um I fell in love with it, and um, well, I'll tell you later. But yeah, she ended up being my my mentor, my 
teacher and now one of my best friends. Yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> it's a small world. It really is. It's it is a small world. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were, because I always, you know, tell my friends and, you know, even when I was uh, teaching my students, I said, always get your children involved with horses. It's just, it's such a great activity and uh, gets them away outdoors, away from electronics, things like that. But for you at that age, what is it about horses that just, wow. I mean, anybody that listens to this podcast, they've all felt that moment, but what was it for you personally that you just, it's you, when you knew you just fell in love with them and you're like, okay, this is going to be my career. Um, to be honest, I don't know. Cause I mean, I love animals, you know, like dogs. I'm, I, I could say I'm a dog person. I love cats. I love horses. Obviously I love all type of animals. Um, I think the fact with horses is you relate to them differently, like in a different level. Like I could say my dog is, is like my, my best friend, right? Like if I'm sad or if I'm happy, I go to bed with my dog, no? Or, mm -hmm. or, or you take care of the dog, like almost like your kid, no? It's like your mm -hmm. baby. But with your dog, you have more like a partnership. You have like a more, um, like an office relationship. I say it's like, a, um, like it's business together. Um, I don't know. They, I, I feel like they, they, the reason I like horses is because I was able to, to ride them and to, to have that partnership with, with another animal and be able to perform together. And I think what I like the most is that, I mean, you can be a good rider, you can be a good pilot, but if you don't have that sixth sense mm -hmm. and connect with them, you're, you're not that good, you know, yeah. you're mm -hmm. not going to go beyond. So I think that's what I like so much because I, I felt that I always had that extra connection, extra, not like communication. No, that's what I said to my, to my students, to my, um, yeah, to my students, like you have to learn to speak horse. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. So, and I said to him, like here in the United States, I have to come from Mexico, learn a different language in order to be able to talk to you, to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. So it's the same. If you want to ride horses, if you want to have that relationship with a horse, you have to learn to speak horse. And I think that's what it was. I mean, like you said, we all that we are involved with horses, we all know that they have that magic. They have that, that special thing. But for me is that like to, to be able to show, I mean, not the world, but myself, how, well, I could speak horse. And I think that's what I like. I've, you know, I've, I haven't heard anybody say that in all of my career. And that is beautifully put speaking horse. Mm -hmm. It is so true. It is so true from body language and anticipation of them. Uh, yeah. You've got to speak horse. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So you're in Mexico in eventing. It's, it's very, like you said, male dominated. Uh, mm -hmm. military very mm -hmm. very difficult for civilians to break into so is yeah. that what is that what led you down to training with karen o'connor can you kind of talk about how that story how it was difficult i ma I, I can only imagine um, yeah and then getting into <laughs> it and then getting to the united states yeah yeah that's basically the reason um where we are here because mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i mean i talk about myself but i drag 
my family with me, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, it's very funny because, I mean, in Mexico, more or less, the highest level up, goes up to prelim, right? Like to the one star, two, one, one, two star level. And uh, we reach a point where I was going to be the queen of the two star level, right? So, and it was going to be fine. It was going to be okay. We had a good, like, got a good life, very comfortable life. Um, but I, I remember turning my head to Suli. Suli is my husband. And I said to him, I'm spending more time in the U.S. now because I have Cecilia. So I'm training with the O'Connors and Karen wants me to come and show more and more. So I was spending more time in the U.S. than in Mexico. So we said, okay, we need to, to make a decision. Either, either we sell Cecilia, either Cecilia comes to Mexico and we have her here as a show jumper, or we move to the U.S. because we're living like two different lives. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he said to me, like, turn your head like, and see all you have done. Do you want to like, stop right here? Or you want to, yeah be 50 60 70 years old and say yeah i try it <laughs> maybe i didn't make it but i try it and i think that's what make the 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 change we we struggle a lot more here the life in us is different than in latin america mm-hmm. and um <laughs> as far as or every day i would say is definitely harder um not as comfortable as we live in mexico but um uh, uh, yeah, I, I know that if I die today, I'll say, well, I tried. I was in an adventure all my life. So, yeah. Well, that's that's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Follow your dreams, right? Like follow your dreams so you don't regret it. It's. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great life advice. Absolutely. Well, you brought up Cecilia, and and I think one of the things we, we, we love to talk about is special connection with, with certain horses that that we all have experienced in our lives. So can you talk a little bit about the Cinderella story with her? Because really, that's when your career took off with her, right? I mean, you were already doing really well. But then when you had Cecilia, it just, it just, boom, to the stratosphere. It was a life. Yeah, she changed my life. Like, she opened my life to a complete different dimension. Yeah, because like I said, well, like, I went to the Central American Games and I did other stuff, but it was, like, normal. But one day, and it's Suli again, my husband, he was... We were about to go to sleep and he was watching. He thinks that we are rich, that we have money. So he always looks about selling horses and, oh, look at this horse. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> how are you going to afford that? Uh-huh. And he's always buying and selling horses, he thinks, but we never do anything. But this time he, like two or three nights in a row, he said to me, look at this horse. This is your horse. Look at this mare. She's fantastic. And yeah, finally I saw her and like, oh, yeah, she's great, but. There's no way we can afford this horse. Mm-hmm. And um, and he said, you need to do something. You need to make something work because this is a mare that will take you where you want to go. So I talked to the owner of the farm that we were working at. He like he was one of those civilians that liked the eventing world. And he, he liked her. He said, well, yeah, she's fantastic. Convince my wife. To go and let, look at her and, and we'll go and see if we can help you buy her. So, of course, I call her like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I, I, <laughs> she's like, okay, shut up, let's go. <laughs> and um, we tried other horses, you know, because we, we took the time to 
go to Virginia to try Cecilia. So we also rode other horses, but they were nice horses. But the second I sat on Cecilia, I was like, yeah, match made in heaven. Like I get, could feel it. Like we speak the same language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so they helped me to buy her. We became partners on on her, which was fantastic because that was the only way we could get her. So that one year was the Pan American Games, and the <laughs> the colonel who was in that moment in charge for the Mexican Army team, he said, "I am gonna have the best trainer for the best military team in Mexico, and because." My riders and my trainer are going to be the best. Nobody else is going to be on the team. So he named Karen O'Connor the Mexican coach because he assumed nobody else was going to be on the team. But <laughs> I got in the team with Cecilia. I was actually the best one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so Karen had to coach me. That's how I ended up being with Karen because, because the military named her the Mexican coach. So, so that's how I ended up training with her. Mm-hmm. And um, we did the Central, the, the Pan American Games, and me and Cecilia were the best qualified for Mexico. We finished, I think, top 10. And since then, Karen and I became really good friends. And she said, Danny, this is once in a lifetime opportunity. You cannot let this go. So let's see how far you can go. Mm-hmm. And the next day, the next year, we went to Kentucky, the five star. And, uh, and yeah. We did the world championships in 2018. um, But a little bit before the the world championships, um, that was my goal, right? After, Mm -hmm. like, it's like, yeah, I did Kentucky. Yeah, let's try to aim for the world games. And that's when the partners that we have with Cecilia, they say to me, this is too much. This is a lot of money. You're never here. We need to sell her. I'm like, no, like, what are you talking about? Like, we are on our way to qualify. I cannot sell her right now. And they were like, yeah, we cannot do this anymore. So long story short, because there was a lot of go back and come back and blah, 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 blah. Um, He said to me, okay, so how much do you need in order to qualify and, and go? I think it was January, February. From today till the games, how much money do you need? And I think it was like $65,000. Like, this is how much I need. He's like, okay, let's make a deal. I'll give you that money. I'll give you 65,000. But in September, after the games finish, Cecilia's mine. She comes to Mexico and she's mine. And you know, she'll have a good home. You know, she'll be fine because I take care of my horses. But um, you both come to Mexico and it's my time to enjoy her. And I remember I talked to Sulia about it. I said, what do you think? He's like, Danny, there's no other way we can get that money. Like, make the deal. You know, you're going to be with Cecilia the rest of your life. She's going to be fine. Just take. Like, okay. So I flew to Florida where Cecilia was in the O'Connor's barn. And I remember that night, like, even before to go say hi to Karen or David, I went straight to to see Cecilia because I needed to tell her the plan. And like I said to you, they talk to you. They have something. They There's something else about those animals. She looked at me in the eye and, and I just couldn't tell her. I remember 
like watching her straight in the eye and say, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to do this. I cannot do this to you. You have changed my life. I will not sell you for any amount. I'll find the money. So <laughs> I called Suli. I remember I was crying. like, yeah, was yeah, crying. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we're not selling her. We fought like, you are crazy. <laughs> like, like, we hang up the phone. And um, I came back to Mexico. And I talked to the, the other owner and I said, okay, I'll pay you what you pay in, in, um, when we bought her. So just give me time. I'll find the money. Mm-hmm. The first time I did Kentucky, the first five-star five I did with her, my grandfather, he was always supportive of me. Like he was always watching and he was always asking me. And um, he was in the hospital when that happened. And he passed away. Mm. I didn't know because I was showing and nobody wanted to tell me. And um, but my, my aunt told me that he would not pass away until they told him I was, I was finished, that I did it. Yeah. And then he passed away. So that was very emotional, obviously. So I always connected Cecilia and my career with my, with my grandfather. So I went to speak to my grandma and I said, I will not be asking this if, if I was not desperate, but I'm desperate. I need $65,000. She's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, and I have no other, no other way to ask. And she said, well, you know, your grandpa would have loved to help you. He left some money. And um, here is, I'm not giving you the money. Your grandpa is giving you the money. No. So, so she bought Cecilia for me. Oh. He yeah he's watching over you for sure for sure oh i think so i really Mm. think so like he like he writes with me every time Mm. so so yeah that's that's what happened with the the world games he was with me every single stride and um yeah yeah we are aiming again to to go to rome this september Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Is everything kicking back up after, you know, the pandemic and all that fun stuff? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a tough couple of years. Well, what one of the things I like to ask about is Cecilia. What makes her such a special horse? Is it just the connection that you have with her? And then, like you said, horse talk, you both can communicate so well together. Or is there just something special about her? Oh, I think she's like. I think she's very special. I think definitely we have a great partnership, but I think there's something, I don't know. I mean, I could not say intelligent. I think she loves to, uh, probably the same, the same thing I said to you that I like to, to prove myself how, how well I can connect or how well I can do. And the reason that, I, that me and Suli moved here to the States because we wanted to see where we could go. I think that's the same thing that happened with Cecilia. I think she, she feels proud of doing what she does. Mm -hmm. And I think she likes to feel that, that she can do it. So, because even before I ride her, she was very successful with her previous owner, Leslie, Leslie Chelstrom. Um, So yeah, I think it's a horse that she likes to, to have a job. I think she likes to do what she does to feel important. Yeah, you love those horses. You love them. Now, do you have do you have any other horses up and up and coming ones that you're training with right now that are, that have kind of similar qualities as Cecilia? Yeah, it's funny because I have two other tiny little mares, bay mm-hmm. mares, 
Um, one is a Connemara with thoroughbred. She is super funny, uh, Nessie. Um, she's actually daughter of Erin um, Gobra, the little horse that could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is an Irish sport horse, uh, but her father was a Mexican thoroughbred. So they're both are doing the three-star level now. And um, I would like to, to do the Pan American Games with them. I would like to qualify them both and see which one. But it's pretty cool because one of them is the owner. It's uh, one of the Mexican civilians that they mm-hmm. were in mm-hmm. that group. So that's pretty special. And the other one is one of the, the, the owner of Nessie. She is a, an English lady that I met in Carolina and we became really good friends and she said this is a very special mare and I can't ride her anymore but I would like to see her succeed so both both mares are like have a little back story that is nice yeah and how's Cecilia doing today how's she doing today she's great she um she's 19 years old yeah yeah she's getting up there yeah (laughs) she's ready she's ready to to retire like well She's not like I've been thinking I need to retire her since four years ago and she keeps going better than ever. Um, but my idea is to to run uh, uh, Italy and then retire her after that. Um, but right now we just came back from Kentucky, from mm-hmm. Land Rover, Kentucky. She had one of the best rounds I ever had with her, I think. So she's feeling great. Yeah, she's, yeah. yeah. Still sprightly. She's still sprightly. <laughs> She's still there, yeah. Funny. yeah. Well, one of the things I always like to ask is, you know, thank you for, for making tribute as part of your story. And, you know, when you're out there, obviously, you know, looking at horse nutrition, it's such, it has such an impact on performance. I guess I always like to ask, why did you decide to feed tribute? I think is it's one of those things that happen. Um, when I was, because um, I try a lot of different feeds. When when uh, I started coming to the U.S., I feed what Karen feed, and then what David feed, and then like like I start to just follow their program. But um, when we had the chance to to go with Carol, to we had the chance to go to Carolina, and we didn't necessarily have to follow what they say. I had a lady who wanted me to ride her horse and she insisted that I should try for my horse's tribute. I'm like, no, 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 thank you. I'm, I'm fine with what I, because Care knows better and she mm. is the best. And he pushed me for like six months, I think, until one day I said, okay, well, yeah, let me try it. And I tried it and I never went back. I love oh. it. Like the, the way the horses change physically and um their performance like i felt that i think cecilia the reason she is 19 and jumping so well is because she is feeling fantastic mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i think because of the food yeah. yeah it has a big impact it really does yeah well yeah okay so you talked about going to italy what what else is is on the horizon for you in your career um so after that, I I would like to to qualify the Nessie and Estela horses, the mares, to Chile next year for the Pan American Games. Okay. And um, I would like to 
to start doing some show jumping again. Yeah. Like we live here in Ocala, so the World Equestrian Center is here and it's fabulous. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I would like to do some, some show jumping again. But yeah, my idea is to keep going to to the events and eventing and, and try to to see if either Estela or Nessie could could go back to the five-star level. I would like to see if they can reach that level again. That'll be yeah. great. Well, I'm going to be very excited to, to, to follow, follow you going forward for sure. I mean, you've Thanks. already had such a stellar, stellar career and I uh, want to see where you can take these, these horses. Uh, final question, Danny, where, where can our listeners learn more about you and, and what you're doing so they can follow you too? Any social media or websites you, you wish to mention? No, that'll be great. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram as Dan Mogel. And uh, on Facebook, like Danny Mogel. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I have a website, Daniela Mogel. So I think I'm more active on, on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Daniela Mogel is Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Yeah, I'll, we'll definitely put those links uh, in the show notes so our listeners can follow you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's exciting. Thank you for taking the time. I know how busy you are. Everybody with horses. It's, we're it's thinking a, of Absolutely. We're, we're tickled you could find the time we absolutely are tickled you could find the time to talk to us uh, danny mogel thank you so much for being on good luck this year uh, going to italy sounds exciting and then down in chile yeah. that would be uh we're gonna we're gonna follow you with great interest thank you so much oh thank you so much thank you for having me anytime it was a yeah. pleasure to meet you